0: Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats.
1: And I'm Kyle Tucker of the Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: This edition of the show, we are going to be talking some John Calipari SEC teleconference, uh, UK football, some supposed disrespect from national media. Uh, Reed Travis is back on campus and we'll wrap with a little bit of NBA talk because there was news on the Anthony Davis front that is a really, really big deal in NBA circles. Um, But let's start, Kyle, with what John Calipari had to say on the summer SEC teleconference. Not a ton of news. He only spoke for about eight minutes, which is about the allotted time. Um, I, I guess the most interesting thing, and this is something that often gets talked about during the summer, someone from an, I believe it was an Indianapolis TV station asked about the UK IU series. You know, there was speculation when Archie Miller took over that gig that them being friends would maybe reignite this rivalry, but Calipari basically shot it down today, Kyle.
1: Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. Um, it seemed like because of the coaching change, there was some some hope. Uh, and, you know, I talked to some folks on the other side of it that really did think it might get done again somewhere down the road and these teams would play again. But uh, I guess Cal's uh, recounting of how the latest round of negotiations went is that he offered to play, what, two games in Indianapolis? Well, I-
0: That's how I saw some people discussing it online, but I think that that was just hearkening back to the original negotiation after the the 2012 court-storming fiasco, honestly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But either way, basically, Calipari said it's not happening. He doesn't see it happening anytime soon. So kind of a bummer. I mean, it's it's not a big deal because Indiana hasn't really been much of a factor here lately, but you assume at some point they will get good again. Uh, maybe that's a wrong-headed assumption by me. Uh, but if they ever get good again, I I think it would be a shame if Kentucky and Indiana aren't playing in that close proximity.
0: Uh, yeah. John Calipari said that basically their schedule's locked in for the next four or five years. He mentioned the fact that they got the big 12 challenge. They got the CBS and champions classic. They play a home and home game, uh, against Louisville. And then he mentioned again, so this is the second time he's talked about this. He talked about it at the SEC uh, meetings down in Florida earlier this summer that they're hoping to do something in London uh, soon. So, Kyle, make sure you have your passport updated if you're going to make that trip. I'm interested to see what the heck comes of that, if anything. But that would be would be a really interesting trying to build a global brand, and I can already see, oh, crap. I, bet I Well, you know what? Hold on. Um legally Kyle if i say trademark pending that means that when i say this like i get the money if anybody does this right Sure Okay UK to the UK 2020 <laughs>
1: Yeah okay put it on a shirt I, I think i think that's all yours bud
0: I think that that'll sell out Well maybe like one or two I'll wear it and that's all that matters
1: so, I mean, it's, it's as good of a slogan as big team, better me.
0: Yeah, he, he said that phrase again today on uh, the SEC teleconference. So that sounds like it's going to be something that's going to stay. Or at least he's going to just say it so much that it's going to be there.
1: I don't, I mean, the more I marinate on that uh, slogan, I just don't, I, I don't think it was the best choice. I, I get the message, and he explained it again today. Like, I get it. I get what he's trying to say. I'm just not not a huge fan of the slog- that particular slogan.
0: No, I tend to agree. <laughs> it's uh, the, clunky. Uh, the other, go ahead. UK to the UK. <laughs> UK to
1: UK. I mean, hard to argue with that one, though.
0: The other thing that Calipari said in the SEC teleconference was the fact that apparently the Breakfast Club is back... And better than ever. Did not know this, but Tyrese Maxey is apparently a fan of Molly Ringwald. Kyle.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a positive sign that uh, that the the guys are getting together. I mean, especially this early, it's not a thing that's happening. You know, halfway through the season because they've hit a lull and they need to start showing up earlier and getting some extra work. The, the fact that they got some guys doing it already in the summer before the season starts, seems like a good thing. Uh, the fact that you've got one of your freshmen, Tyrese Maxey, leading the charge, apparently, according to Cal, seems like a good thing. So uh, it feels like they have a pretty good um, early chemistry thing going. Uh, they U.K. account tweeted out, too, uh, like a little barbecue at Perry's house, I guess, the other night, and guys playing in the pool and uh, doing – Crazy basketball pool basketball goal dunks and tricks, which I tweeted out. That I assume ninety uh, percent of the fan base was totally freaked out watching it, thinking somebody's going to get injured. Uh, at one point, somebody tried did or tried to like plow over Nate Sestina in the pool and dunk on him, and I was certainly thinking like I hope he doesn't step wrong on his foot. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it seems like it seems like those guys are are already, you know, kind of a cohesive group and they like each other. So that's a, I think that and the breakfast club and all of that, and we mentioned too, just having everybody here in time to go through not only practices and individual drills and stuff, but also just go through those like summer grind workouts and things like that together. You, you build some chemistry that you just can't, you can't really replicate if the guys show up early or show up late in August or whatever.
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess that that is the big news out of that video that Nate Sustina is back to basketball activities, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, at least ba- at least pool <laughs> basketball activities. Uh,
0: yeah, the thing I think that was kind of comical during the teleconference today was the fact that Calipari talked about Breakfast Club and then said that you know he hadn't actually seen it firsthand, so all this stuff was like hearsay. Uh, I don't know if there's like some court case pending. Probably shouldn't joke about that considering the FBI stuff, but. Uh, he, or maybe uh, more more likely that there is an NCAA rule where they're not allowed to monitor these guys during these summer months outside of the practices uh, that they're allotted. And uh, he wanted to make it clear that he wasn't watching these guys or forcing these guys to do these activities. But he he said that there was a breakfast club. Then they, he was asked who, who was leading it, and he said Tyrese Maxey. But then he said, well, at least that's what people are telling me. I would venture to guess he knows Kyle.
1: Yes, I, I'm sure he
0: knows. Coming up next, let's talk a little bit um, football. There are some preseason prognostications that some of the UK football team disagreed with. Plus, a former UK player got a new endorsement. And speaking of endorsements, let me tell you about one of our sponsors. That's Twillery. T-W-I-L-L-O-R-Y dot com slash locked on. That's where you go to get Awesome shirts. Today, I want to tell you about their performance shirts. They got performance fabric tailored for the hustle. When the hustle brings the heat, you need a shirt that can take it. Meet the Twillery Performance Shirt, a game-changing combination of fashion and function that's engineered to deliver superior style in any situation. Crafted from hyper-breathable four-way stretch fabric, each shirt features cool moisture-wicking tech to keep you dry, and... They have their proprietary non-iron treatment to keep you wrinkle-free. Twillery offers free shipping and returns and great value. So check out twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for $25 off your order. Go check out twillery.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Cash Daniel was back in his hometown of, um, it's Pikeville, right? No, where is it? Yeah, it's Pikeville. No, Paintsville. I always get my, see, I always get my P Eastern Kentucky cities mixed up. Paintsville, Pinesville, Pikeville. There's so many of them. He was back uh, in his hometown of Paintsville on the big blue caravan with a bunch of other UK athletes and some of the um, UK staff. Uh, quick, sidetrack here. Kyle did you see the picture of Mitch Barnhart in the coal miners get up when he went down into a mine
1: no i've not seen that yeah
0: he did it was fantastic um and a couple of the support staff was on there as well uh including uh, our our buddy guy ramsey uh, nathan schwacke as well uh and it, it was a it was a i'm sure it was a fun tour but seeing those dudes that are normally like buttoned up you know in suits and such in like coal mining gear was uh, a <laughs> was a change of pace and I really enjoyed seeing that picture.
1: To uh, check it out.
0: Anyway, uh, back to Cash Daniel. Um, so obviously there have been some over-unders that are being set uh, by the various sports books and the fact that uh, there's been some pre and predictions from Phil Steele's book. A lot of those things have been around the six wins or five and a half wins. Those are the over-unders. Uh, Cash had this comment, Kyle when asked about it he said they're just a bunch of jackasses who cares
1: well there you go <laughs> like that's that's pretty uh pretty straightforward that's about if I were gonna if I were going to create a um, an algorithm like a a, a uh, artificial intelligence that would take what we know about cash Daniel and ask I would and you could ask it a question like uh artificial intelligence cash Daniel what do you think of uh national media picking a bad record for Kentucky? I think it would spit out that exact quote that Cash Daniel gave. That's exactly mean that's exactly what I would predict from the Cash Daniel ometer.
0: <laughs> yeah so uh yeah we've talked about that i think that we're both on board and, and my estimation i think that that's a, l- a little bit low i would set it right around seven if you're doing lines because the thing to keep in mind with all these things though in a, to a certain extent is the fact that these lines necessar- don't necessarily mean that's what they're predicting the for the people in vegas and other sports books that's what they're putting out there so people will bet on these things so they're trying to get money on the thing um, now, as far as the magazines, uh, those I think the six wins is just off. But you know, we'll get into a ton of football over the summer once we start talking to the guys. But I will ask you, Kyle, at this point, where do you think their win total is next season?
1: Uh, well, I mean, like they're 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 four and zero before the season starts, right? I mean, they have three just totally garbage non conference games plus Louisville, which went two, two and ten and lost by forty you know forty six points to Kentucky to end last season, so. That, to me, is a win. So they're 4-0. Uh, Arkansas went 2-10 and last year, and that's the, cro- the cross-divisional game they got besides the the permanent one with Mississippi State. So Arkansas coming off a 2-10 season is probably a win. That's 5. Um, they're going to beat Vanderbilt. They're going to beat one of Vanderbilt, South Carolina, or Missouri because they've beaten all of those teams at least three years in a row. Uh, that's 6. Um you know, so that's, like, right off the top, I have no trouble getting to six wins for this Kentucky team. Um, and, you know, it would, it would I think, surprise me if they don't win seven games. Beyond that, I mean, it's, it's some coin flips. You know, Tennessee and Florida have to come to Lexington, but both those programs have traditionally given Kentucky problems. Um You know, at Mississippi State is probably a loss because they've lost the last two trips to Starkville by, like, a combined 70 points. Um, Georgia, though, is to me the only absolute no-doubt loss. They're at at Georgia, and I just don't – I don't think Kentucky's to the point, especially with everything they lost uh, off of this last year's team where they can hang with the talent level of Georgia. Beyond that, the way the schedule sets up, like – there's absolutely six wins. There's probably seven wins. and eight wouldn't surprise me. Like eight, like an eight and four season sounds totally doable to me, and it would, you know, and, and with a couple good breaks, you could win nine games. I don't think this is a 10 win season again. I don't think it's a, a slap in the face of Kentucky to say they're gonna take a step back. Um, but I, I do think they've built for the long haul and, and they played a bunch of guys last year that are gonna step into bigger roles this year. And they have some star power in Lynn Bowden and Cash Daniel, and they have a quarterback back that, I don't know, it seems like it sets up okay for them.
0: Yeah, Um, I completely agree, and I look forward to talking to some football uh, people in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Final football note, Kyle, did you see that Benny Snell has a new advertiser that he's dealing with?
1: No, I didn't. Old Spice. Oh great. That's perfect. <laughs> Is he gonna be riding shirtless on a donkey, like saying weird things on the beach? I,
0: I mean I, I I think Snell Yeah, smell no would work pretty well, right? You wash with or, the
1: Yes, yeah, snell you you later.
0: <laughs> Either of those I think would work great. So that's like a that's a nice match made and I think we talked about this before, but all the marketing that was put behind Benny Snell and rightfully so, obviously he's UK's all time leading rusher. Um, it, it's something that now he's kind of um, using in his next step to make some more cash outside of football uh, probably a lot more than your traditional uh, fourth round pick.
1: Yeah I think he's I think he's an incredibly marketable guy you know he if he can play if he can play really well and become you know a viable NFL running back that people know and talk about, he's going to make a bunch of money because he's like, he would be a perfect commercial personality. So, uh, you know, I would be, I would be, if he, if his agent isn't like pushing him left and right for stuff like that, uh, then he's out of his mind. Cause I think that's, that, that would absolutely be Benny's right. in Benny's wheelhouse being a pitch man.
0: Yep. Um. Let's take a quick break. And after this, we're going to talk some former Kentucky big men in the NBA. This is locked on Kentucky. Your team every day. Anthony Davis is going to wear number 23 next year, Kyle. And I love the uh the phrasing on how this was uh this was released uh today. It was that LeBron James gifted the number 23 to Anthony Davis. Do you think he like Wrap something up. Was it a, was it like a cake in the number twenty three? How how did this? I, well, I want to know how this this came to fruition.
1: I think he uh, pushed a contract in front of Anthony Davis that said, uh, "Wave your four million dollar uh, kicker, and I'll give you your jersey back," <laughs> in some form or fashion. I think that's essentially what happened. Anthony Davis bought his his jersey number for four million dollars. Because he essentially cleared up more cap space for them to go pursue another max deal player, essentially. Um and you know, the same day that news comes out, we find out that LeBron's decided to slip back into his old number six, I think. Yes. I think did they officially say he was well,
0: he um he did a he did a tweet with the number six in it, so yes. I okay. mean that's basically um, official.
1: Which he only wore with the Heat, right?
0: I think he wore it in the Olympics too. Um but yes, like in the NBA he's he wore it with the Heat.
1: Um that I mean honestly, it is kind of a big deal that a player who I mean LeBron was wearing 23 in high school as, you know, a guy who aspired to be like Michael Jordan and that's a big part of his story is, you know, chasing the ghost of Michael Jordan. Um so for him to give up 23 to a you know, Younger, yeah, I would say sec, the second fiddle. I mean, as good as Anthony Davis is, everybody's second fiddle playing with with LeBron James. To give that up is is impressive, even if it cost Anthony Davis essentially four million dollars. I like the idea of LeBron going, you know, changing changing it up with the with the uniform number, uh, going old school back to where you know the number he wore when he wore his first championship. Um, it's a pretty power move by Anthony Davis <laughs> to get to get 23 away from LeBron James. And, you know, in the big picture, this seems like it clears space for them to go get somebody crazy like maybe Kawhi Leonard. And that is super tantalizing, the possibility that you'd have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, all three MVP-caliber players um, – pretty close to the top of their game. Although obviously LeBron's kind of trending towards the tail end of his career. And then Kyle Kuzma, who's a a really good player. I mean, yes, there are major questions about, can they afford to put anything other than scraps around those guys? But I think those four guys and scraps would be a pretty, pretty darn good NBA team.
0: Yeah. um, The couple of things uh, along those lines, the one thing we don't know uh, from an Anthony Davis perspective yet, his salary For Space Jam 2, I will be interested to know if that ever becomes public because that might have been able to facilitate some of these things. Uh, Hopefully that isn't illegal, um, and I'm speculating about something that you're not allowed to do, but, I mean, he is in that movie. I don't know what he's worth. I would imagine a very high salary. Also, you talked about how they traded some dudes, um, Mo Wagner and then a couple former second rounders is who was in this trade, and it's actually really weird because it's technically... In the Anthony Davis trade, but the players are going to the Washington Wizards. Um, so I just basically to clear out a little bit more space, Kyle, you laid it out there about who they'll have left. I heard an interesting note on uh, LeBron James. If he plays the majority of this upcoming season, he will then rank third in minutes played in the history of the NBA, only behind Karl Malone and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar.
1: Yeah, he's played a boatload of minutes, and a lot of that is – I mean, the guy is – it was weird not to have LeBron in the finals this year because he's basically been in the finals for his entire career. Um, and that – when you make a run that deep every year, you just play a, a ton of games and a ton of minutes. And that, and it's not just games. I mean, he, the games he plays in, you know, there, there are times where he's playing 40 minutes a night, and that's uh, – that'll – That'll break you down fast. Uh, it's, it, it has been a remarkable thing that until this year, he was basically completely healthy throughout. And so now we start to say, you know, when does he fall apart? And did last season was last season the beginning of that for him.
0: Also, there was the report that DeMarcus Cousins could potentially end up with the Knicks if uh, New York strikes out on their big-time free agent starters. How do you think old Boogie would do in the Big Apple?
1: <laughs> I don't, I mean, it, I would certainly be intrigued to see it. Um, I think, um, I think Knicks fans would boo that deal because <laughs> reportedly they're going to give him a bunch of money to get boogie uh, above market value, probably um, in what I think would be deemed as a desperation move. Now he could get back in shape and recover further from you know, sort of the shell of himself that we saw him be this past year, uh, but I I don't know that you roll the dice on on that dude right now. As much as Kentucky fans love him, and I think he's a a great personality uh, for the league, he's going to have to. I think he's got to do more to earn a, a major contract from anybody that's not the ne- the Knicks at this point. Of course, the Knicks are going to overpay for Demarcus Cousins.
0: And the final piece of the former Kentucky big men. Piece something we need to comment on. Who was correct in the Enos Cantor Julius Randall debate?
1: Oh. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh Cantor's had some run-ins with uh, more than one former Kentucky guy. Um, I'm trying to think who else.
0: Was it Noel?
1: Mm, maybe. I mean that may it may be more maybe like three or four different former Kentucky guys. Uh I'm surely him and cousins have gotten into it cause I feel like cousins got into it with everybody. But, uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, C- Cantor, <laughs> Cantor apparently said that Zion Williamson is just Julius Randall with hops and Julius Randall tweeted at him. The last time you guarded me, I scored 45, I think is what it said. So yep. calm down. Uh, Good stuff. I mean, the NBA is great. The, the personality of the NBA. People who don't like who like basketball but say they don't like the NBA baffle me. One because the players are incredible. Like the worst guy on every NBA team is better than the best dude on most of your college teams, uh, and they do crazy stuff every night. But but even whatever, if you want to, if you want to actually believe that college basketball is a better brand of basketball, the personality of it of the NBA wins by itself uh these dudes are not afraid to talk to talk trash to say crazy things uh to tweet crazy things uh to tweet emojis just to get fans all fired up it's great i love the nba
0: and speaking of the nba i continued my nba locked on tour today and a podcast that was posted on thursday evening the locked on heat podcast i went on there and talked to the guys about Tyler Hero, if you would like so like to do so, please go check it out. I'm retweeting it from the show account now. Um, go listen to my thoughts on Tyler Hero and tell me why I'm wrong. I did think it was interesting, Kyle. Um, they were in, they asked me about. Do you think Tyler Hero can live up to his his um, aspirations to be um, Devin Booker? And I kind of thought I kind of basically was shocked, and I'm like, uh, yeah, no, that isn't happening. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I I like I tried to say it nicely, but (laughs) I'm just wondering if you agree with me. Like, I don't think Tyler Hero is gonna be close to what Devin Booker has become in the NBA. Am I? Am I crazy?
1: I mean, I don't think that's a crazy thought. I, I I don't think it would be like like totally stunning if he became. Devin Booker, like, uh, you think Tyler Hero is
0: going to score seventy in
1: a game? No, I don't. But I'm just saying, I you know, I I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he's going to be Devin Booker. But it wouldn't be like it wouldn't just blow my mind if he does. I, I mean, I think the kid works crazy hard. Uh, I think he's really focused on being great and has been for a long time. Uh, I think we only saw a, like just the beginning of what he can be. I think if he had come back to Kentucky, he would have dominated college basketball. Uh, I think Hero would have been a superstar. In fact, I talked to one national college basketball person who told me that he might've put Tyler Hero as his uh, pick for preseason national player of the year. If Hero had come back. Um, and I'm, yeah, I don't think that's crazy. I, I think he would have been a superstar. And so who knows what he'll become like will the being a young guy who's not super physically mature yet will he get chewed up and spit out by the NBA and maybe but i mean i didn't think devin booker was going to become devin booker either when I, even even by the time he left kentucky as good as he was at kentucky like if you had told me that dude's going to be you know a a 180 million dollar contract guy in 4 years no i would not have believed that so.
0: Well, I did say that as well, so we were on the same page as that. Um, as I mentioned there, uh, our Twitter page is at LockedOnUK. On Twitter, that is the same handle we have on Instagram. If you go and follow the Locked On Kentucky Instagram page, that's at LockedOnUK, you will be entered to win a hype train package, which includes a conductor cap and train whistle of your very own. Um, so go and check that out, and please follow that. Please follow both of us. You can find Kyle on Twitter.
1: At Kyle Tucker underscore
0: i I'm at Curtis Birch B-U-R-C-H. Please subscribe to this podcast, and then the best way to make it grow is to share it with somebody else who's a fan of Kentucky sports um, or just a fan of a fun podcast because that's what we strive to be every night, even though sometimes Kyle comes up short because he's not as funny as I am. That's going <laughs> to do it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Are locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.
1: What are you doing? Cleaning my
0: cell phone cover.
1: Uh, Sounds like you're sandpapering something.
0: Sorry, Kyle. My headphones got unplugged. I can't hear you right now. Okay.
1: We'll just wait on Curtis to come back. I'm
0: back. Okay.
1: Sorry. There he is. We started with a little sandpaper sound.
0: My headphones is pulled out when I rolled over them. Anyway...